Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Welcome, Summit Nation. Thank you, Lord. Summit family, guests. Uh, I want to encourage you wherever you're watching. Um, actually, we're on probably one, two, three, four different places today. We're on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, click the subscribe button. That helps us hit the like button. Also, to get notified whenever we go on, we're on YouTube during the week. If you want to get notified, please click that little bell and you'll get alerted when we go online. We're also on um, the Al Jennings Facebook page. We're on the Summit Church Facebook page as normal. And we're on the summit.churchonline.org platform. So we're on several places. So um, wherever you're watching, Tell people where you're watching, and let's get more people connected so they can get impacted by the life-changing message of Jesus Christ and his finished work. Let's spread the news that God is madly in love with you. Amen? Hallelujah. He sees you. Wherever you are, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're dealing with, and he loves you. And God's love for you is unconditional. How does God see you? He sees you in Christ, accepted, approved. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God is well pleased with you, not on the basis of your obedience, but on the basis of his obedience. Yes. Glory to God. Thank Let's you. just give God praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your love for us, Lord. I want to encourage you, wherever you're watching, to dial in, lean in, lock in. You know, in sports, there's a, a mode that they get in. Carla likes to call it, they put their game face on. And as I was watching the NBA playoffs, I'm thinking about that right now when they, they're getting ready for the, the, the opening tip. Those guys, you know, they're slapping hands and doing a little dances and things like that. But they get out there and get ready for the tip off. They are, are dialed in. They're not thinking about what they're going to eat afterwards, right? They're locked in and they're dialed in. Well, how much more should we be dialed in when we're ready to receive the word of God? The Holy Spirit, it's not just me teaching. The Holy Spirit will share with you things about what I'm saying. But you need to be locked in. And so I encourage you to get rid of all the distractions and um, don't multitask, checking text messages. And If you're going to uh, do anything, share this with somebody else. Amen. Let's get focused on the job at hand. Amen. Receiving the word. And then you, every week, I want to challenge you to be a blessing to somebody else by sharing this message. Amen. All right. I want to share with you before I get into the, the main course for today, I want to give you an appetizer. First Peter 5, 6. This came to me this morning. It says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so at the proper time he may exalt you. See, what you're doing right now, no matter where, where you're watching, and I know um, somebody, I think it was Allison last week, commented that everybody's circumstances are different. I don't know what your circumstances are, and um, there, there are those that watch online, and uh, they need to do so at that time. I don't know what the circumstances are, but we understand. And so nobody's condemning you. Uh, when Carla was talking about showing up, she wasn't talking about, well, you need to be here. You need to stop uh, uh, staying at home. She that's not what she was referring to. She's talking about your assignment. Show up for your assignment. And we do need people here. <laughs> okay, we do need people here. And so we, uh, and having said that, Anybody who wants to help us, volunteer in the music ministry, maybe you play an instrument, you sing, uh, maybe you like 
to get involved with tech stuff, and we got a lot of tech stuff around here that you can put your hands on and, and be a blessing, uh, learn some new tools and be a blessing at the same time. So we encourage you to do that. But those of you that are staying home and watching, we're glad that you're watching. And you, you're just as much a Summit family as, uh, as anybody who came here and showed up physically. So I want you to know the, the physical house is open, though, all right? And um, online is open. So get in wherever you can fit in. And just wherever you're watching from, because you can be right here physically and zone out on us. Okay? So, but, but I, want, I want to encourage you to just dial in, okay? And when you're doing this, when, when, you're, when you're focused on the Word, you're humbling yourself. Not just on Sunday morning, not just on Wednesday, Wednesday night. And I'll also, let me share with you, we have Wednesday night Bible class at 7 o'clock. We encourage you to come to that. We have Wednesday morning prayer, 737, okay? Um, but what does it mean to humble yourself? See, you, you are submitting yourself to the Word of God. You're submitting yourself to the Word of Jesus, Thank you, Lord. You're saying, not, not my will, but his be done. Thank you, Jesus. And so, receive the correction. When the word corrects you, it's always for your profit. It's always out of a, out of a motive of love. Amen? Amen? So, receive the word. When you receive the word in your, in your daily time, when, when you're here on Sundays, when, whenever you go to the Word of God, don't go to the Word thinking you know everything. And I've learned a lot over the years, as many of you have. But we never get to the place where we know everything. Be willing to be corrected. And see, when you're doing that, you're humbling yourself. There's, there's things that I've made a change and an and adjustment in, things that I had believed for years, but the Word corrected me and showed me something different. And I went with what I saw. And I can't unsee what I see. See? And when, when you see the Word, when, that's why I always point you to the Word, because when you humble yourself in that way, Amen. And submit yourself to the word. I mean, I tell you what, your life will change. You're, you're being pliable. You're being flexible. You're willing. You're not saying, I know everything. I've learned a lot, but I, I don't know everything. Yeah. Do you? No. no, you don't even have to answer that, really, because none of us know everything. But some people act as though they do. And... The opposite of humility is pride. And do you, do you know there are some people that really cannot, even when they see something, because they've always taught something, there's pastors who always taught a certain thing, and they see something different, but they won't change because of pride. Because they would have to say, what? I was wrong. And I've done that. Well, does that hurt, pastor? No. Didn't, doesn't hurt me. I just want to be right. Huh? See, when you understand that, you're, that, that none of us are perfect, why should it hurt? You just learned something new. Thank you, Lord. I mean, if you're trying to get to Michigan and you're on I-69, um, those of you that are in Indiana understand this, if you're on 69 South, how many of you know you're not going to get to Michigan? But once you're heading in that direction, if somebody says, you know what, maybe somebody in the back seat, they say, I, I don't think we're going right. <laughs> and then you look, at, you look on your phone, you look at, on the GPS, of course not you, the person in the back, because you're not supposed to be on your phone, it's against the law now. But you're, you discover that you're going the wrong way. So what are you going to do? Get off the exit and head up 69 North. Now, 
You might feel some kind of way that you wasted some time. But hey, you're happy because now you know you're going in the right direction and you're going to get to your destination. Thank you, Lord. If you want to be where God wants you to be, keep being humble. And when he shows you something different, go with it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. So, uh, anyway, that's the appetizer. The main course. Don't worry and don't be afraid. How many of you know you can be afraid today if you want to? Worry and fear come from the outside. Let's just dive right in. In Matthew chapter 6, we looked at this last week. I just want to bring this to your remembrance. Um, you can... Go refer to your app. We have a Summit Church app available on Android and Apple, so if on iOS and Android. So if you go to your app store, search for Summit Church Indiana, grab the Summit Church app, click the icon that says Sunday morning, and in that Sunday morning app, there's message notes, and you can see the notes for today, at least what I plan to share for today, so you can see those scriptures. Amen? Okay. So we looked at last week, Matthew 6, 25, and Jesus said, don't worry about your life. Everybody say, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about your life. That's New King James. ESV says, do not be anxious about your life. Say, do not be anxious about your life. Now, I want to share this with you. God will never require you to do something that you don't have the ability to do. God would be unjust to say don't worry if it wasn't possible to not worry. Did I say that right? <laughs> okay. So it's possible for us not to worry. Say possible. Now in the natural, with men, see if you lean in on the natural, it's it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. We have a new nature. Because <clears throat> in times like these, people will tell you stuff about, now, let me, let, me, let me frame it for you. Okay, help you to see the word. Okay, we worry people, right? Yes. Remember what I said about humbling yourself. Now, I'm going to say something that's going to sound, this is not going to be natural. And it's not going to make sense. But how many of you know faith is the opposite of sense? We walk by faith, not by our senses. The Bible tells us not to worry. Amen? I said the Bible says not to worry. Amen? Amen. So is it possible for us not to worry? Why? Because Jesus said it. Worry and he also says, we'll look at this today, God has not given us a spirit that makes us afraid. Worry and fear come from the outside. I'm teaching here. Worry and fear come from the outside. Amen? Who do you think is behind fear? The enemy. It's not of God. It's of, of the enemy. Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. And so... Worry is not good, is it? And we know it can't come from God because God tells us not to worry. We know fear is not of God because the Bible tells us, and we'll show, show this to you if you haven't seen it before, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. Another translation says, and of a sound mind, all right? So worry and fear come from the outside. It's possible for us not to worry. We are instructed not to worry. So what are we going to do? Not worry. Worry comes from the enemy. Are you sure about that? Now, I'm not making this stuff up. I'm giving you scripture for it, right? We know it's not from the enemy, right? I said that wrong. See, good, you're listening. What did, what did I say? Huh? I said, what's not from the enemy? 
Fear is not from the enemy. But that's wrong. What I just said is wrong. See, that's why you can't just take us something the preacher says. Because sometimes we mean to say something, but we say something else. That's why it's important to listen. And you're listening. Amen. Some of you yelling at me uh, at home. <laughs> Good. You're listening. Doesn't come from, from, uh, doesn't come from God, right? Fear, worry, doesn't come from God. You sure about that? Are you convinced? Are you fully persuaded? See, faith is being fully, be, being fully convinced. We looked at a scripture, and we'll look at it again. Uh, matter of fact, let, let's just jump, jump to this. I'm framing something for you because I'm about to say something. Like my, my friend, good friend Stephen Watt, he said, I'm about to say something. Because it's easy to fall in a trap. You've got to watch what you say. Jesus said you have what you say. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And sometimes people can say stuff to you, and then you begin to agree with something. Now, they don't have the information you have. When they, they start spewing out things that are not according to the word of God. See? And so it's important for us to speak the same thing. That's what confession means. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 10.23 to hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. So confession in the Bible means to say the same thing. Say the same thing that God says. So when somebody says something to you and it doesn't line up don't say, yeah, I know what you mean. Philippians 4, do not be anxious about what? Anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. I don't want to look this up myself, uh, but um, somebody tell me what it says in the Amplified Bible. Some of you Bible scholars out there, you don't have to be a scholar. Just look it up, actually. I'm gonna, while you're doing that, I'm going to look it up. You can shout it out at me. Um, do not be anxious. Anxious, worry basically mean the same thing. Philippians, y'all should have that by now. You got these smartphones. Just to, that first phrase, do not be, what does it say? That's good. That's good enough. That first phrase, do not be what? Anxious. Do not be anxious or worried about what? Anything, Anything good. That's the word I was looking for, worry, because I want you to see that worry is included. Worry, anxiety basically means the same thing. So do not be anxious about anything. Now, what does, again, don't take stuff because the preacher says it. Make sure you can find it in the word for yourself. What does anything leave out? So is there anything to worry about? Now, see, what we've got to do, this is not just for Sunday, and you leave here and forget it. The Word is like a mirror. We look into the mirror. See, the, uh, it tells us in James, I'm paraphrasing, if, if somebody looks into the perfect law of liberty, and, or, or it says, be, doer of, be a doer of the Word and not a hearer only, if you're just a hearer, you're like a man who looks in the mirror, who walks away and forget what manner of man he is. And, and he talks about continuing in the perfect law of liberty, not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. The word is work. Amen. We need to work the word, integrate the word into our lives. And, and you don't really have to force it. It'll just be natural. And this is when, this is when you know, oh, man, I got to do the word. I got to. No, it's not like that. Once you absorb the word of God and internalize it by meditating in it, you just, it'll just be a reflex reaction. 
This is how you know when the word is in you. You know the word is in you when the word talks to you. When somebody says something negative or contrary, the word starts talking to you. You say, don't, don't agree with that. And then the word starts telling you the opposite. I'm going to give you an example right now because I'm about to say something. Is it anything to worry about? Be anxious and worried about what? Nothing. That's the opposite of anything. Nothing. There's nothing to worry about. Anybody have kids? Anybody have young kids? Anybody out there? You've got small kids. Huh? You go to, they go to the playground. They, you leave, you, they go to school. You're not with them all the time, so don't worry about them. And God tells us what to do about worry, and, we, we, uh, and, and I'll show you that. But what if somebody tells you, well, you know you got, you got to worry about your kids being shot by the police. I'm just worried about, uh, uh, I'm just, we need to be worried about our, our young children. More specifically, we need to be worried about our black boys, our black young men. We need to be worried about that. Anybody ever heard that in the last few weeks, months, years? What say of you? Except you worry, don't worry about nothing except that. Now, we need to worry about that. Now, 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 Pastor, you know, I understand, I understand that Bible stuff, but we talking about the real world. What do you think? What do you think I'm up here every week doing? This, this stuff is real world stuff. We are not natural. In the natural, there's all kinds of reasons to be afraid. But some of y'all disconnect. You disconnect when it comes to stuff like that, and people say to you, man, we need to be, be afraid about, about our, our boys, about our children, about our grandchildren. They say, yeah, you sure right? You sure right about that? What's talking to you? And it's symptomatic when nothing's talking to you. And when you reverse engineer it, the word not in you. Not the way it should be. Because see, who do you think wants us to worry and be afraid? Where do you think it's coming from? See, those words, you got to understand, it's not the people that say it. I know you've never said nothing stupid like that. But you've heard it said. I apologize. I shouldn't say stupid. Because some, some people, they just don't have the information. They don't know what else to say. But thank God we got inside information. When you see something, you can't unsee it. You can't talk me out of it. We got promises, folks. What you're saying, when you yield to it, there's a reason to be afraid because of what's happening in, 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 in these here streets. You, 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 you are saying that there's something that is impossible with God, that there's something that's too hard for him to keep your kids. That's too hard. But the Bible says, is there anything too hard for the Lord? I just believe that he could keep my kids. And I'm not ashamed of this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God. Woo, hallelujah, I feel like shouting up in here. It's the power of God to deliverance. I speak blessing over your children and over your grandchildren. Thank you, Lord. I speak peace over them. I declare that no evil shall befall them. Thank you, Lord. Nor no plague will come near their dwelling in the name of Jesus. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
Pastor, I tell you, it's happening all over. A thousand may fall at our side and 10,000 at our right hand. But can you even allow that to come out of your mouth? It shall not come near me. There is no asterisk on these scriptures. Say, God will never ask me to do something that I'm not able to do. I am able not to worry. Do not be anxious about anything. And it's just not, this is not talking about letting your mind go blank. You got to make some deposits. When you make deposits, you can make some withdrawals. And when you're saying these things, you're not saying them because pastor said it. It's out of the abundance of your heart. Your mouth speaks. Whatever is in your heart in abundance is going to come out of your mouth. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything. But in everything. By prayer. We're going to give you a prayer. And supplication with thanksgiving. Be thankful. I mean, be thankful that it shall not come near you. Be thankful that he watches over. Be, be thankful. Have you, were you protected this week? Be thankful. Are you healed? Be thankful. Is God blessing you? Be thankful. In everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And when you do that, what happens? You're at peace. God always wants us to be at peace. See, peace is not the absence of adversity. You can have peace in the middle of the storm like Jesus did when he was sleeping in the back of the boat when there was a storm. They woke him up, didn't they? Master, we perish. He didn't say nothing about perishing. He said, go to the other side. And he went to sleep. He rebuked the storm. He said, you know, where's your faith, y'all? Come on. See, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. See, this peace of God, it, it, uh, one translation says, Amplified, I believe, says this piece will act like an umpire. An umpire in baseball calls the balls and strikes. They have umpires in football. They're like a referee. See, this piece will be in your heart like a referee. When somebody says, you ought to be worried, the piece like, no. <laughs> no. Out of bounds. That's out of bounds. A piece. Guard your hearts and minds. Huh? Paul said, put on the helmet of salvation. Salvation is all inclusive. It means deliverance, preservation, healing, safety, soundness, prosperity. So you put that helmet on your mind. Got to protect yourself. You got to protect yourself, y'all. Thank you, Lord. We're in a light. That's where we are. We're in the light. We're not in darkness. We're in the light. Darkness can't mess with the light. People with evil intentions coming towards you, it will not come near you, y'all. You're in the light. See, you, you, but you got to build that word up on my son, attend to my word, Proverbs 4. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep this word in the midst of your heart. For it's life. See, the word is life. It is light. See, what are you feeding on? If this is hard for you to hear, rewind. Go back over 
what you have been feeding on. Remember what I said last week. It's hard when you've been nothing, nothing but feeding on bad news and you come and look at me like I'm crazy on Sunday. Like I'm not preaching good news. I'm not, this is good news, actually. But what are you feeding on? What are you consuming? What are you internalizing? What are you meditating on? This peace will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And I love verse 8. A lot of people leave out verse 8. We left off here. So um, verse 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true. See, this is what we should fix our minds on. Everybody say, fix your mind. Brother Hagin used to say this, if it doesn't fit into these, this criteria here, it doesn't qualify for you to think about. I mean, it needs to fit all the criteria. Not, well, it, whatever is true. That's right, it's true. I'm going to say it. A lot of the bad news is true, but you know what? It's not honorable. It just can't be true to qualify for what we should be thinking about. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. I'm not saying we shouldn't keep abreast on, on, on what's happening. But what I'm saying is you have to understand you, you, your, your mind should be fixed on the word of God. It should not come near me. God is protecting me. The Lord is on my side. And because God is for me, who can be against me? Man, all these things, I am more. <laughs> I'm more than a conqueror. Amen. I've already won. What does it mean to be more than a conqueror? I, li I like the illustration. That, um, I share this a lot. You have a prize fighter that fights. I mean, they go through some intense training Let's say for a heavyweight fight or the middleweight championship of the world, man, they go through all kinds of jump rope and hitting a bag, lifting weights and, or whatever they do and uh, running early, getting up early in the morning, crack of dawn and running. Sometimes people with cars going behind them and encouraging them to get ready for that fight. And they spend all this training, maybe nine months, and then it comes time for the fight. And they're fighting for the championship of the world, and then they knock out their opponent in the fourth round. And then the, the uh, referee comes in, umpire, whatever you call me, and he holds their, holds their hand up in the air. They're the heavyweight champion of the world. They give them a big old belt. I love them belts that they give them, <laughs> right, Jeff? They put them belts on them, and then uh, they get a big check, the mighty conqueror. Amen. He gets his check, gets home, gives it to his wife, and she's more than a conqueror <laughs> because he did all the work. But she got the benefit. Yeah. He was the conqueror. Yeah. But his wife is more than a conqueror. Yeah. How many of you know in Christ Jesus we are more than a conqueror? Yeah. Because Jesus did all the work on the cross. Yeah. And we're the beneficiaries of all he's done. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, hallelujah. And when that word is in you, it's going to talk to you. Now, remember what I said about humility. It might cut a little bit to some folk, and they, they, but it can be a wake-up call. Look, I need, to, I need to be spending more time hearing the word of God. I need to watch what I'm feeding on. Or you can say, oh, pastor talking about me. <laughs> Who else do you think I'm talking about? Amen. 
As somebody said, if you throw a bunch of rocks in the midst of, if you throw a rock in the middle of a bunch of dogs, the only one that hollers is the one that get hit. <laughs> Amen. And y'all know me. See, you got to know, this is a, a, a message. This is a family message because I want, and for anybody else who, who can receive it, but y'all know my heart. You know, this is for your prophet. It's not just to say, oh, he sure did tell you. He sure did straighten you out. It ain't about that. It's about getting you on point where you can receive the provision of protection and victory that God has for you that's already yours. But, but you've got to be able to receive it. And that's where it comes to humbling you. Yeah. Yeah. You just make a correction and go about your business and, and don't say nothing. <laughs> Amen. I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? Just, just, it's, no, it's no big deal. Whatever is true, whatever honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is, if there is any what? Excellence. Man, we need to be people of excellence. Whatever you do, do it like even on the job. Well, my boss, he ain't even saved. But you're not working under him. You're working unto the Lord and do your work with excellence. And God will promote you. See, some people miss it because there are most people, I won't say most people, but there are a lot of people that are lazy on the job, and most people do do just enough and nothing more. See, when the Holy Spirit, when you begin to follow the Holy Spirit, he'll show you stuff to do on a job. He'll say, okay, do this, this is extra. And some people just dismiss it because, what are you talking about? It's 4.30. It's time for me to go home. And because some people are not in tune with the Holy Spirit, they miss when he's showing them. He's really setting them up for promotion. He's giving you extra things to do that's going to bring value to that company. And I tell you what, when people are, are cutting back th these days and, and they're... they're, they're Streamlining stuff. People, they're not going to let go of folks that are valuable to the company. That's bringing value. The first people to go are, are the people that don't do nothing or they just barely do some stuff. Do just enough. Make yourself valuable. Think about on the job, is this what I'm doing? Is it of excellence? If there's anything worthy of praise. See, stuff might be true, but is it worthy of praise? These are the things that we think about. First Peter. Where does the time go? Goodness. So, Lord, if we don't worry, what are we supposed to do? I'm glad you asked that question. See, God just doesn't tell us not to worry. He tells us what to do about it. Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, not some of them, all of them, all your worries, all your concerns. Is anybody... I mean, am I talking to the right group? Has anybody been tempted to worry? I mean, we've all been, te we've all been tempted to worry, but okay, so we have a, we're faced with a choice. He didn't say cast some of them. I, Lord, I can, you know what? I can, I can handle some of this stuff. Some of this, it's just too much. It's, it's, it's this extra stuff I can't deal with. I'm just going to give some of it to you. No, you got to give it all to him. The whole of it, I love it, the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all. That doesn't mean give it to him, take it back. 
Sometimes we got a little back and forth stuff going on. I've been there. On occasion, I do it. I'll be honest. I mean, sometimes I give it to him, but I take it back. But he says, but when you recognize it again. Amen. I mean, if you're in, in, in fear, acknowledge it. I mean, don't be ashamed. I'm, okay, I'm in fear. Like somebody, God hadn't given me. I mean, they're all up in fear, all up in fear. God hadn't given me a spirit of fear. God hadn't given me a fear. I know God didn't give it to you, but where'd you get it from? <laughs> I mean, because you got it. <laughs> and see, just because you say the scripture doesn't mean you don't have it. Acknowledge when you have it. Okay, and we can deal with it. We can get rid of it. But acknowledge when you're in fear. You know what? I'm, I'm being fearful right now. Now, you might have symptoms of it. Once you reject the fear, your, your knees might still be shaking. But just hold your confession. Release that fear. And then eventually that peace will come upon you. Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your concerns, all your worries, once and for all on him for what he cares for you. See, he handles it. He cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. You've got a, a problem child, a problem youth, somebody that's really not following the word of God. They're not living according to the word. That's not fun. Little Johnny is hanging around with the wrong people, on drugs, living life with the hogs. Well, how do you pray for Johnny? Father, I cast all of my worries, all of my concerns about Johnny on you, all my anxieties, all my worries, all my concerns about Johnny, I cast means to throw. I throw them all on you, Father. Lord, I've been worried about Johnny. But Lord, I'm <clears throat> I've been stretched out. But Father, right now, I cast the whole of my care, all of my anxieties, all of my worry about Johnny over on you. For you care for me affectionately. And you care about me watchfully. Amen. It's that simple. Now, when you do that, guess what? Johnny is God's problem. Johnny's not my problem. Houston, you got a problem. God, you got a problem. But I know you can take care of it. You got the problem. Woo. Imagine me if I, um, you see me on the way to church and I got some Television equipment, some new equipment, not television equipment, media equipment. I got a camera. I got some tripods, and they're on my back. And you see me, I'm on my way. And you, you ride in your car, and you, you're like, wait a minute. I know I'm not seeing things. That looks like Pastor Al over there. So I, you pull up, and you see me with that heavy load on my back. I said, Pastor, what are you doing with all that? Well, I'm taking it over to the church. He said, well, can I help you? Oh, that would be wonderful. And so you get out of your car, and you take this load off my back. You take the tripod, you take the cameras, you take all this heavy equipment, and you take it off my back, and you put it in your car. And uh, I said, okay, so I want you to go ahead and take it. Go, on, go ahead. I'll, I'll just continue to walk, but just if you take it to the church for me, I'd appreciate that. And then you go on about your business. You're on your way to church. Now, Am I going to continue to walk like this? <laughs> Why am I walking like this? I'm acting like I got the problem. I, I'm acting like I got the equipment. See, and that's what a lot of people do when they cast their care on the Lord. Lord, I, 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 it, 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 they give their burdens to the Lord. They give their cares, worries, anxieties to the Lord. But then they, then they go hunched down, walking. 
and they walk like they still got it. Let him have it and let it go. Some folk worry about what other people say about them. Just tell the Lord. Now, if it bothers you, it bothers you. It's not fun to have people talk about you, lie on you, say unkind things about you. Is that fun? No. Remember, you don't wrestle against flesh and blood. How many of you have you ever experienced that somebody just decided not to like you, they don't know anything about you, but they have made a decision that they don't like you, never had a conversation with you? Huh? Sometimes they, they, just, they just got to look. Even that you, can, you can see it even with their mask on. They're looking at you <laughs> crazy. <laughs> They're hating on you with their eyes. <laughs> but seriously, though, have you had, had somebody, they, they just decided that they were just going to be against you? It's not them. That's the enemy. So what, what you do is just, you, you take that person to the Lord, I give, I give Leslie to you. Now, if your name is Leslie, don't, I'm not talking about you. I don't, just first name popped in my head. So, Lord, I just give Leslie to you. I, I've been bothered about you, been talking about me, talking behind my back, smiling in my face all the time, trying to take my place, the backstabber. <laughs> and the Lord, I just, I, just, I just give Leslie to you. And then go on about your business. Act like the Lord's got Leslie. And then do what the Bible says. Now, you can't do this unless, see, the Word's got to be talking to you. And it's natural, like when you, you can really pray for your enemies. It's hard when you're doing it in your own strength. But, but when you're meditating on this Word, you say, Lord, you know, I'm, I'm praying for Leslie. I pray, Lord, that you bless her. And, man, I have seen things happen when people just change their attitude. And in some cases, God will move them out of your way. <laughs> Amen. So, but the point is, you don't try to handle it. You don't render evil for evil. When, when you're cursed, what we do is we bless. And that's not natural. We just do it because it's our nature to do. A couple more scriptures. You getting some out of this? Don't be afraid, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. ESV says, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. New Century Version says, God did not give us a spirit that makes us afraid, but a spirit of power and love and self-control. I love this. In righteousness, you shall be established. See, when you establish yourself that you are the righteousness of God in Christ, which means you're not guilty. Say, I'm not guilty. I'm approved. I'm accepted. I'm well-pleasing to the Lord. See, that's what you're established in when you're established in righteousness. And guess what? When you're established in righteousness, you shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear, and from terror it shall not. Sound like Psalm 91 to me. Terror it shall not come near you. Woo, glory to God. You shall not fear when you are what? Establishing what? Righteousness. See, because blessings are on the head of the righteous. <laughs> See, you walk around with blessings on your head. Glory to God. I like um, in the Holman 
Christian study Bible. It says, you, sh you will be established on a foundation of righteousness. Say, I, I am established on a foundation of righteousness. Thank you, Lord. Say, that means I'm acceptable to God. I'm well-pleasing to God. I am approved. I am not guilty. There is no condemnation for me because I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus became sin that I would become the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Blessings are on my head. Psalm 91, 5, you will not fear the terror of the night, nor of the arrow that flies by day. This covers you. Day and night, you're covered. Blessed coming in, blessed going out, whatever you put your hand to prosper, glory to God. No evil will befall you. Nor shall any plague come near your dwelling because he gives his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. Here it says, you shall not be afraid of the what? Terror by night. What else? Nor of the arrow that flies by day. Nor of the coronavirus that stalks in darkness. Nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but say, it will not come near me. Put your name in there. It will not come near Al. You said you're righteous, right? The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. See, we're being bold today. We're bold as a lion. A lion ain't afraid of nobody. You remember that lion, a Christian ran on, on, up on a lion, face to face with a lion. The Christian said, Lord, he prayed. Lord, I pray that this is a Christian line. <laughs> and that lion got on his knees, and that lion said, Father, thank you for this food that I'm about to receive. May it be for the nourishment of my body. <laughs> he got what he prayed for. He got a, <laughs> he got a Christian lion, praise God. When you're a lion, man is bold. The righteous are bold as a lion. Thank you, Lord. Every head, body, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. 